0: The gist is, don't be like Curtis was, Mr. Backup, (laughs) at the beginning of the story where they lost all their family photo pictures.
1: Hi, this is your host, W. Curtis Preston, and you're listening to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. This is one of a few episodes that we recorded prior to the coronavirus lockdown, so I just wanted to throw that out there just in case some of the comments from it seem a bit out of time. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. I think there's a lot of great content in there. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, and with me before he escapes to India for 10 days is Prasanna
0: Malyandi. What's going on, Curtis? I'm excited for my trip, but also it's a really long flight, so kind of dreading that. It is a really long flight. Well, how long is the flight from California? So I'm flying through Newark to Mumbai, so I think it's, what, six and a half hours to Newark, couple hour layover, mm-hmm. then a 15 and a half hour flight to Mumbai. Whoa. Or four, 15. So you're looking at like 24 hours And online. then after that, it's about another three and a half hour car ride. So it's only 10 miles then? <laughs> three and a half, four hours in the middle of the night. Oh, really? Yep. You land in the middle of the night? Yeah, you will land at like 10 p.m. And then hmm. yep, by the time you get out of customs, immigration, grab your bags, get in the car, and then get going. Yeah, you get to the hotel right. usually around 2 in the morning. And then at that point, it just so happens to work out that that's actually when the super bowl is so i may not end up sleeping but just staying awake and watching because the 49ers are in the super bowl this year who are they i don't know just this team from california the bay area
1: so do i need do i need to like root for the 49ers because i'm in california i think so you think so i'll be going over to my brother-in-law's house for super bowl this year and we haven't figured out what what sort of charred flesh I'm going i was to bring actually up. going
0: to just ask are you taking brisket or what are you going to do because it's been a so while since I we've think, talked about your barbecue as well
1: yeah I, I i think that this year i'm going to uh do something i haven't done in a while which is my smoked then fried then sauced chicken wings smoked then fried then sauced yes so i smoked them So you get that smoky, yummy flavor. Then I flash fry them, like literally just a couple of minutes in super hot, you know, oil. And then I throw the, the, um, buffalo chicken wing sauce on them. Interesting. And it's, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God.
0: Any, any tips for people out there looking to try something similar?
1: Well, that's pretty much it.
0: No, so so any tips on the flash frying part uh, or the smoking how do they get really good um, smoked? Well, the, the
1: the problem with smoking and chicken wings, it, it, well, just chicken in general, is that one way that you judge chicken is the crispiness of the skin. And you're not typically going to get crispy skin when you're smoking at like 225, mm. right? You actually have to get it up to like 400 degrees to get crispy skin. And so that's one of the reasons that when people cook chicken wings, if they do smoking, they either, either do a bake afterwards or they do this fry- uh, method. And so the idea is that you just get the oil to as hot as you can possibly make it. And then you just, you know, you flash fry them just, just to crisp up the outside and then throw on your favorite sauce or don't even, don't even do that. Just eat it as it is. Eat it as it is. Yeah.
0: That sounds good. Um,
1: yeah, I'm getting a little hungry. And by the way, by the time the listeners hear this episode, they will, you know, um, Super Bowl. Would Super be Bowl done. will be over.
0: I, I, this is a backup podcast. not a- But I'm a very interested. Sorry, my mouth is salivating right now. Have you ever sous vide? <laughs> I have sous veded,
1: and if you haven't sous veded, you haven't veded. Ha ha. See what I did there?
0: <laughs> oh boy!
1: It's the ultimate in slow cooking. So you put you put, in this case, meat in a sealed bag and you float that bag in some water that is held at a very specific temperature. So medium rare is like 135 degrees. And then you just put it in the water that is held specifically at 135 degrees by the sous vide device. And it takes forever to do the cook, depending on the thickness of the meat, because basically you're just slowly bringing that meat up to that temperature and no higher. So it's cooked perfectly to whatever temperature that you want. Then you have to take it out and you have to, what do you call it? uh, Sear it because sous vide meat it, looks gross.
0: I've, that is what I've heard, yeah. that it, it looks
1: it, awful. It definitely looks awful because our eyes are used to it looking a certain way because it's, we always cook it externally. And uh, this is this is very different. And so it comes out, it just does not look appealing. And so you, def- you definitely definitely want to sear it. I want sous vide an entire brisket. You know how long it takes? 27 hours? 54 hours. Oy. This is what I'm saying. Enough about meat. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way... Although Prasanna and I do both work for Druva, this is not a Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. So I I thought I'd try something a little bit different uh, this week, and that is what to do if you don't have any backups. What do you think of that idea? Jump in your time machine, go backwards? Remember, it does not matter when you invent a time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can always go back. Yeah, because you can go back in time. That's how we know a time machine will never be invented, because they would have come back and told us, hey, we invented the time machine. But then maybe what if it changes the timeline? It will always change the timeline. It technically is impossible to change the timeline. You just create another timeline. Anyway, we're going we're to anyway. end up talking about that. So it does matter when you back up because it has to be before something bad happens. But what happens if you if something, you know, something escaped your attention, like the hard drive that stored the picture's of my family, that <laughs> yes, this is a perfect scenario. So I I do remember now. In the last podcast, I alluded to it, and because I I wiped it out of my brain, it's one of the few times in my life where I actually lost data. There was a hard drive, and it had on it photos that were, you know, personal photos, and and it died, and I did not have a backup of that hard drive. And at the time, I went to one of these companies, like Drive Savers, is probably the most. you know any other?
0: Uh, names I haven't heard of any other names but I know that there are a bunch out yeah. there that offer these sort of services drive recovery services yeah something like that. yeah drive recovery services right
1: The idea is that you send them a hard drive and then they do a variety of things to potentially as I I put potentially in italics uh, potentially get your data back and I remember that they gave me a quote and it was something like fifteen hundred dollars or something.
0: For my hard drive? Just to start the process. No, Not to guarantee that you get your data right. back. Well, there
1: was no guarantee, but yeah, I, I just remember that it, it was my personal data. And I remember going, you know what? Those photos are not worth it's that not number worth to me, right? <laughs> and, and back then, I, I, I've i seen different prices at different times, but back then it was, this is the price to start the process. And then, and then it's like, you know hundred dollars a gigabyte or something. I don't know. It was it was some I just remember going, yeah, I don't want the photos that much. They do a variety of things. So one one of them, which you could possibly do yourself, is fat
0: recovery. Are you saying I'm I'm fat? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that sometimes Because I did have a conversation with someone trying to figure out if they're calling me fat today. Who would call you fat? What's what's fat? File allocation table. Right. And what does this pertain to? Points to all your data.
1: What type of file system we're we talking about? Windows? Yeah, a Windows. Well, this is a, what would be the actual term? Actually today it's called a FAT file system, right? It's <laughs> it's like FAT, FAT 16 and FAT 32, meaning 32-bit or 16-bit. But it, it stands for file allocation table, and it is a method of keeping track of the files in a file system. If what you're using is a FAT-based file system, FAT is what you find on most removable hard drives and usb drives thumb drives things like
0: that and at one point i think all most consumer devices windows consumer devices also were using
1: right uh before the advent of ntfs large hard right
0: and large drives. large hard drives drives,
1: right because it they've solved the capacity problem right i mean you can have a pretty big fat 32 yeah okay so that's not the problem but it, it did for a while So, But the the important thing to understand with a FAT-based file system is that when you delete a file, you're not actually deleting the file. You're simply deleting the reference to that file in the FAT table. And so one thing you can do to recover files that have been deleted on a FAT-based file system is to fix the FAT table, right, or FAT... which is which I'm just calling fat recovery.
0: And you have to hope that those blocks haven't been reallocated in use.
1: Yes, so time matters here, right? <laughs> so if you do something stupid, definitely stop, don't, you know, don't create any additional data, which is why it's probably best to like immediately stop using that hard drive and it's best to do this kind of recovery on an external drive, right? So as long as that drive is currently being used for stuff, especially if it's being used for the OS drive, there's a chance that those bits could be overwritten, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the thing would be to stop using that drive, perhaps attach it as an external drive. That way you can control what's reading and writing to it, and then perhaps do a file allocation table recovery. There are similar methods for Unix-based file systems, but as long as I've been around the Unix file system system, world i don't know of any of them do
0: you there's like fsck that you fsck can, do can to help try to fix recover. the yeah it can help fix the file system right? in general but it doesn't really help with this recovering of a right delete i'm sure there are tools in the unix side but i'm just yeah wondering. i've never really experienced those
1: tools uh, I'm, yeah what, what i think is that again these drive saver people maybe a lot of times they're just do it they're using one of those tools to bring to bring stuff back and I do know, I've, I've experienced this, you know, as, as we say, you know, I've fired this in anger. Um, many, many years ago, the very first time I ever lost data was actually in production. And when we lost, it was a Unix server. It was an Oracle database, which is, um, uh, you know, how I end up being so interested in Oracle. I remember a Unix god. His name is Joe Fitzpatrick. Shout out to Joe who, by the way, does not remember this event at all. I just remember that he had done some magic with the super blocks and he he had gotten back some of the data. And so we only lost three days worth of data as opposed to losing it all. And that was the single defining moment in my career. uh, And Joe Fitzpatrick does not remember it at all. (laughs) There are things like that that can be done. These companies they go way above and beyond that right oh yeah
0: for sure like and i think it's also important to talk about different ways drives can fail like curtis just mentioned one is i accidentally deleted a file oops i need that data back but there's also physical failures which can happen such as Issues with heads, because especially hard drives, right, they're spinning media. And so heads might get misaligned. They might get damaged. Platters might have issues, right? There could be physical issues. And these drive companies can also kind of, if you will, swap parts around (laughs) to try to get things back.
1: Yeah, so they can do what... Well, you cannot, right? There is... The, the thing about a hard drive is that it is hermetically sealed. That's a big word, Curtis. Hermetically or sealed? <laughs> Both. So if you open it, you are inviting all sorts of disasters. But what they do is they open it in a clean room.
0: With the white bunny suits on With and the everything? the white
1: bunny suits, yes. I didn't know they were called bunny suits. Do you call them bunny suits? Or is that Aren't a... they called bunny suits? Is that a personism? No, I I think that's a legit... <laughs> I don't know. One of us is going to Google bunny suits. Yeah. So they're in a, they're in a clean room in the bunny suits and they can actually, like you said, like swap parts. They can swap out, like uh, it might be a bad actuator, right? It might be a bad uh, head, might be a bad arm, might be, you know, it could be bad bearings, uh, I remember many years ago, there was, uh, there were these drives from HP back when HP made hard drives. And by the way, this was again, in my days with hanging out, hanging out with Joe Fitzpatrick and Ron Rodriguez, shout out to Ron Rodriguez, wherever he may be the guy from whom I took the backup job. He was so happy to give it to me. <laughs> there were these drives that were leaking. There, there, there was, it was a, it was a manufacturer's defect and, and they would leak I remember it was called swag oil. I don't even know why it was called swag oil, but that's what it was called. It would leak the swag oil onto the hard drive in operation and the drive would fail. You could solve that with enough, with a clean room. And da, 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 da. we called them uh, the Exxon Valdez drives.
0: Interesting because you, they would leak oil. Yeah. You remember,
1: you remember, the, yep, you remember the, the Valdez? Spill. Yeah. That's what we, we call them. the Val, yeah. So we call them the Valdez drives. And HP replaced all of them and everything. And I don't think we actually, it was a risk of that happening, not necessarily it would happen to all of them. So they swapped out all the drives and did the right thing. But that's something like, to, so you could take the drives out, you could clean those off, put them back, and then, you know, get the data off as quickly as possible. Can you think of anything else that they could do?
0: Go ahead. The other thing people don't necessarily realize is these devices don't last forever. They are physically spinning, And so... They're also sensitive to vibration, heat, other aspects in the environment. So they're not intended to be there forever. Yeah, they're not intended to be forever. And, you know, you mentioned
1: vibration. Um, I, I There is this, like, this idea of harmonic vibration. So when you have a bunch of hard drives in an enclosure, there is this way that the drives end up sort of vibrating together and that it creates this... I wish we had... We need like somebody who's super smart on this topic. But basically, this is a problem within hard drives in disk arrays. So you put too many together, and if you don't isolate the vibration, they'll actually vibrate together and create a stronger vibration and and uh, ruin the drive.
0: Have you heard of that? I can imagine that happening it's kind of like a wave right yeah
1: in the ocean i, I learned about this when i was uh researching um copan you remember copan mm-hmm. uh you might have heard of it as copan they always pronounce it copan everybody called them copan what they were they were the they were the creators uh of made Do you remember made the massive array of idle disks Array of inexpo- no idle disks of what idle oh idle. they were the, the the concept was that they would actually only turn on the hard drives um a little oh, bit time. Needed, yeah, yeah uh and it 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 didn't quite take off the 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 technique is used in some places but but copan didn't didn't take off but they had this issue where they were putting too many hard drives in one enclosure and they had to they had to deal with that issue so yeah there are a variety of reasons but what i say is you know if it if it moves it can die
0: Mm -hmm. there's something interesting i was actually reading in the register Mm -hmm. i think chris meller one of our podcast one of our podcast guests yes yes Guest. shout out to Thank chris you. <laughs> uh did an article and i hope i i think it was chris on how smart cars also have issues sometimes with hard disks or with media in general how, Well, i was gonna say surely they're using solid state they're using memory okay. uh-huh. right so like uh memory based disk. But the problem is they're logging so much information now that the lifetime of those is not very long. Interesting, And so things can start failing and they could become expensive to replace, especially in these complicated cars. And it's not like as a consumer, I can just go down the shop to the local electronics store, go to Amazon and order a new uh, memory card for my car.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's interesting that that goes back to you know I would earlier I was saying you know if it moves it can die, um, but the thing is it can also die outside of that right just like you're talking about some size solid state drives or not they don't live forever and and not even just solid state like electronics um, I actually have a local example so we recently we actually had our house tented for termites and during those three days my hot water you know my gas was shut off for safety reasons and then when we went to turn it back on my hot water heater wouldn't come back on. And it's not a hot water heater. Oh, shut up. I know it's a water heater. You don't heat hot water. I get it. So my water heater would come back on. And oh, I watched all these YouTube videos. I did the thing. I literally took the entire assembly that's underneath the tank. I took that entire thing out because I thought, oh. based on what was happening, I thought that it was this device that senses that the flame was not working. Anyway, I did all that stuff. I gave up. I called a plumber. The plumber came out and he said, what's this thing? And pointed to this fancy newfangled device. I have that plugs into is ream plugs into the ream control device. It's, it's, it comes, it's a ream device that comes with it. And what it does mm-hmm. is it monitors and can control your heat. Long story short, unplugged, the fancy electronic device. The water heater uh, now works as designed. And all it was, was a literally a, there's no hard drive. There's no nothing that failed as well. And it was just some, just a little tiny motherboard. So what's the lesson that we have? So, so there are companies that can do things for you to bring your data back, to potentially bring your data back. Different services have different, some of them have, I don't know if any of them have like guarantees to get your data
0: back. I don't think I mean, how any of them they, have right? guarantees. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: But this is why you and I have jobs, because our job is to remind people that, A, even if that works, by the way, it's really expensive. Uh, These drive-saving services, drive-recovery services are very, very expensive, and you have to ship it to them, you have to wait for them to do their work, and then they have to ship the data back to you. So you're looking at days, not hours.
0: And you'll be on pins and needles the entire yeah. time being like, oh, my gosh, am I going to get my yes. stuff back or not? Is it worth it? Think about all that stress. Why do you even want to put yourself in that situation? Do the simple thing. It's like you go for a yearly checkup to the doctor just to make sure nothing's broken later on or nothing bad happens. In the same way, do your backup so you don't have to worry about, oh, no, what if my drive fails? I'm covered. I got a backup and follow the three, two, one rule to make sure that you're covered as well. Three, two,
1: one rule. There it goes again.
0: There you go. Right. Don't even put yourself in the situation. It's like, why do people suffer? And I get it. Sometimes enterprises, companies are much better than you're at your home, right? In your personal life. But don't be lazy. Make sure you back up even your home laptop, your home data, your iPhone whatever it is because those go bad too do you want to lose your data yeah
1: and and i'm going to make a statement that's going to sound uh, you know obvious talk about backing up your laptops and things like that that's what that makes me think about is that there are there are lots of services not druva that that are consumer consumer consumer-based services that are more than happy to back you up for like they're like 50 bucks a year or whatever right yeah
0: And there are even integrations now. I think Drobo and some of the other smaller NAS that you can buy for your home vendors right? They actually now integrate with cloud providers as well, just to make sure there is a copy of your yes, data somewhere which else. which would help
1: you with the 3 two, one rule, right? Um, which again, three copies of your backup on two different types of media, one of which is somewhere else. And so-
0: The gist is, don't be like Curtis was, Mr. Backup at the beginning <laughs> of the story where they lost all their family photo pictures and they're kicking themselves. Don't be that person. Backup your data backup your data there are options out there they're expensive but yeah don't
1: trust drive recovery services as your only method of backup backup your data Exactement. another french phrase i don't know if i said it right but i did my best and that's all for this week as we talked about drive recovery services make sure to subscribe to the restore it all podcast so that you can always restore it all
2: there was a file system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it. Instead, it's all jacked up. See how i write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted system isn't worth the space It'll be completely done.